my name is Chin Chin, and I'm here to really talk about um, domestic um, violence awareness to some degree, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I really, uh, whenever you started a podcast, I felt um, I kind of resonated with it because, um, you know, a lot of people to go through different things in life. And sometimes um, there are people that have a difficult time speaking out loud or even um telling people about their experiences and they don't realize how liberating it is yeah. you know um i feel like to some degree mostly um you know from my experience um uh, women that goes go through um domestic violence it's it's shameful you know and in they um a lot of women feel ashamed and um there's shame there there's um um kind of a I can't think of the word um like they feel degraded to some degree mm -hmm. you know um I know for a while it's uh it almost becomes like your uh your your persona right yeah. like people um see you as just um oh like you she used to do this and do that like a lot of people keep that persona of you for a while yeah and which oh, is crazy because yeah. like most of the time like people they only remember the negative traits mm -hmm. about us but whenever we're doing something good or something great or something really good with our life they don't ever really remember that no they don't they kind of um they stick to the negativity, negativity yeah. yeah and they kind of like um like you know like whenever you do um, accomplish anything in life they kind of like bring you back to the negativity i think that's where like the crab in a bucket mentality falls in you know um they kind of want to drag you down like oh um she started her own business oh it must have been because of a ppp loan or you know it's, just, yeah. it's always something yeah. negative that they have attached to it rather than oh my god it's amazing congratulations yeah. um or like oh um you know, I do nails, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'd be like, oh, we own a nail salon, and um, I do this and do that. And then like, there'd be some people like, oh, I knew her in high school. Yeah. She did this and that. And I'm like, I was okay. like that was 14, 15, 16. You know, like, please be for real. Yeah. Like, I'm 28 now. I've learned so much in life. I've grown. And, you know, you still have more to learn. And it's just like, I feel like it's just so crazy that people kind of still attach you to yeah, those things to your past yes yeah and i think like that's where like um women has gone through like domestic violence and then um people know about it they kind of stick it onto them and um kind of um it's hard for them to really liberate themselves and then there's still some women that i feel like are still stuck in those relationships um and have a difficult time leaving Thinking. it yeah yeah and um, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. I do nails too. Mm -hmm. So um, we, you know, we talk to so many women on a daily basis and most of the time they confide in us and they tell us about their stories, their, their struggles, their traumas, all that. And most of the time, most, some clients are like, I'm stuck in this situation because he makes all the money, you know, mm -hmm. he does everything and all that i don't have any income i don't have nothing to my name a lot of women um they stick around because of what they feel is easier you know um like um they lack the finances or even they have children with this person 
or, um, you know, they, they get moved to a different state and, and all they have is that individual and they, know, they don't know how to start all the way over. And um, like on my end, I actually didn't um, didn't have the finance problem. It was more of um, kind of like, how do I put it? Um, Stockholm syndrome, right? Okay. I think that's the closest thing I can really um, put, you know, like attach it to. And um, so I didn't really have the best home life growing up, you know. And so um, uh, when we came to the U.S., it was my dad, my brother, my sister and I. And, um, you know, we, uh, we we were poor. You know, we came from the Philippines, came here. Of course, the money, the tra- like, you know, when money transfers over, it's not the same. And so my dad um, worked his ass off, like, oh, my God, so much. And then went to school at the same time. And so I had to take care of us because when we came in, I was... 10 9 10 mm-hmm. my brother was a year younger than me my sister six years younger and so it took care of three children all on his own you know so the emotional support was definitely lacking <laughs> you yeah. know and there's no guidance no none of that and we didn't have our mom and so it it was just us kind of trying to figure out how to grow up you know and so um we stayed in the projects and um we, uh, you know, we went to like, you know, of course, like not the best schools. It's kind of like an urban school and it's more, um, it, I feel like the school I went to at least was better because it was like more diverse. Yeah. But um, definitely like, you know, like not, I want to say like the best education, um, you know, when it, uh, I feel like schools are where it's closer in like inner city schools, they're more focused on having the kids graduate and giving them quality education you know um i feel like it's more um uh, tailored to i guess like you know like children that go through a lot at home Mm -hmm. that usually they don't go to school to really learn it's it's kind of like a different environment you know um, versus like more um prominent schools they uh, you know they're good at home so they go to school and then they have the um they have friends and you know so for teachers but then it's more academic based yeah right but i feel like the school i went to it was a little different and um everybody had their own problems their own issues and so um i kind of stuck to like those type of friends that had like um some had like deeper trauma some were like you know just like it's you kind of attach to friends that you're you relate to yeah and um and so um, when i was 16 um i had met um this guy and um you know, I was really young or whatever. And I just wanted to get out of my dad's house. You know, like we argued a lot. My father and I, when I was younger, we didn't really get along too well. Um, I was very rebellious, mm-hmm. you know, um, had a lot of responsibility, had to watch for my brother and my sister, had to, my dad's English wasn't the best. And so I had to make all the appointments. I had to handle like, you know, like help him like with bills. If he has any questions, I had to call them. And, like, I had to do that from when I was, like, 10 till like, um, I left the house at 18. Mm-hmm. So from then on, I had to handle all of those things. And, you know, mind you, he um, he took care of us financially, right, so, you know, as best as he could um, as a single father with three children. But um, it can only go so far. Um, you know, um, in the beginning, he started off as, like, I think, where did he work at? It's, uh, it used to be called... John Seafood is over there by Super One. Okay. <laughs> and he was like the cook and then, you know, making like seven twenty five an hour with three kids. And then you think about that now, like how? Yeah. 
you know, like that's crazy. I can't, I can't even think like seven twenty. That's not even a meal. No. You know, you work your for gas. Yes, girl, not even gas. Like maybe like two gallons of yeah. gas, and um, that's all it would give you like for an hour of your time. And that's you know that's what he had to do. And then after work, he would go to school. And so of course, I was responsible for making sure that my brother and my sister were good. He would cook, like. A lot of food. I'm digressing, but he would cook mm-hmm. a lot of food, and then I would heat it up, and we would eat, and then we'd just wait for him to get home. Or sometimes we would go to my grandmother's and just stay there. Well, she's not my grandmother. She's my great-aunt, but we would okay. stay there, hang out, and then he would pick us up, and then it's the same thing over and over. So, anyways, I was 16, and um, how old was he? I think it was 17 going mm-hmm. on 18. And how did you meet? How did you meet him? Um, my friend, it was, um, through my friend, he, uh, um, they were, they had some, so, um, they were friends, mm-hmm. I suppose, and then, like, um, he started on Facebook Messenger, and, <clears throat> you know, he was, like, charming, and I feel like with narcissists, <laughs> that's how it always is, they're always charming, people yeah. would never know, yeah. right, and so, um, I, uh, he had a vehicle, you know, and then back then I was like, oh, 16, I yeah. no, I don't get around much. And then you meet someone that had a car, that's amazing because then, like, wherever I needed to go, I could Pretty get much to. you relied on him, mm-hmm. on taking you wherever. Yeah, and then, like, we, which is stupid, by the way, but, like, like, with school systems or whatever, if you live a certain, like, a mile or two away from the school, I think it's, like, five miles or something, um, you'd have to have your own transportation. The bus won't pick you up. Yeah. And so we would have to walk to school every day. And I mean, like, that was annoying. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, like school, because, like, literally school buses would just be on, like, you know, passing by. Why couldn't they just yeah. pick the kids up? But anyhow, and so that was super convenient. I really, um, you know, like, so the convenience of it okay. really made me, you know, stick it out. And so, of course, like, um, I thought I was in love or whatever, um, I was 16 and young and, um, um, so it started with that. And then like, um, that I would say that was like my first real relationship, you know? So I never really dated like, see, you know, like how I did then, like it was like, I didn't know what dating was. Dating yeah. was. And so we were together all the time. I started skipping school a lot because I just wanted to hang out and feel like going. Um, and so, um, um, let me see. And then uh, I'm trying to think back. It's been a minute. We would go back. And then um, we started. Um, Did you guys go to the same school? No, no, we didn't. He actually dropped out. Okay. I should That should have been a red flag then. Yeah. You know, because um, I had a lot of aspirations when I was younger. Yeah. And well, I still do. Right. Yeah. But um, I wanted to go to medical school. I wanted to be a physician. And so, you know, I definitely hanged out with the wrong crowd yeah. for that. But um, anyhow, I uh, I still, thankfully, I still end up graduating and I'm going to college, but that's a different story. Yeah. And so um, he started like, um, what is it? Like, you know, like um, younger guys, they tend to have like this, still talk to other girls mm-hmm. or whatever. And so that's what he was doing. He was still talking to other girls, still talking, you know, like um, cheating, oh, essentially. Yeah. And so, of course, like that broke my little teenage heart. Yeah. And so... Um, and like he would be like he would say sorry and then it just started with like little stuff like that you know and then um and then it started like um become he started becoming kind of controlling yeah you know um 
And so, you know, of course, we got back together. And then, um, like, um, and then I found out he was still doing the same thing. So I was like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to start dating somebody else. So I started dating somebody else. You know, I'm young. Yeah. Just yeah. do whatever. And so, um, and then this should have been, a, like, a huge red flag then. But, you know, like I said, young and dumb. Um, so he kind of, like, stalked me. Right. After um, you broke up with him? Yes. Yeah. So and he, how old were you when you I broke was up with him? like, man, like 17, okay. 17. Yeah. And so um, he kind of stalked me. Um, he kind of, he came where I was at. And then like, of course, he, um, how they start off is like, they would like, oh, we'll go over there and then I'll bring like flowers or yeah. something, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. That has, you know, never happened to me before. So I'm like, oh my God, you know? Um, that's so sweet. And so we ended up getting back together, broke up with another guy, got back together. But um, anybody that follows you, <laughs> definitely is a big no-no, yeah. you know. But um, anyways, like I don't even know how he knew where I was at. Like yeah. not, not that I think back. But anyway, so it started off with little things like that. And then um, eventually it built up to um, physical fights. Oh, um, so he started... So how how does like how did that start off? Like did it start off like with an argument? Yes, and it then it became an argument and become a physical fight. It wasn't like he wouldn't just hit me. It would be an argument, and then um, and um, so like he would like you know like and then of course like to me like I'm like yelling and he would like push me or whatever. It's just it's little things, you know. It's it's kind of like a build up, right? Um. Um, how it goes I don't think it's like you know because people say oh I could that couldn't be me that relationship but w what they don't understand is that there um it's like a build-up you know um, it starts off with cursing it starts and then yelling and then pushing and grabbing and shoving and then it's a slap and then it's like and then it becomes even bigger you yeah. know and then some people they're um they don't retaliate I was very, you know, like, I, of course. And so I think that's what um, that's what made it even bigger and made me stay even more because I was also, to some degree, um, I became an aggressor as well, mm -hmm. you know. And um, but at the same time, I'm like four foot nine. And yeah. then he was huge. He was like six, three, you know, big guy. And so um, he would always kind of like um, win, you know, over like these fights. And then I kind of just, um, how do I put it? Like, um, like I kind of just stayed and I don't know. Let me see. Um, how long were you guys together? Oh, five years. Five years. Yeah. It's a so long time. <laughs> throughout the whole five years, like were you, you were contemplating of leaving him staying all the time. All yes. the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. And and it was just like it was hard. Yeah. I, it felt it felt really hard to leave. Let me see. I got married. We ended up getting married at eighteen. Okay. And um, I was really young, and um, and so we ended up getting married, and, and that's when it really like became kind of like a shackle, almost. You know, he used marriage to um like as like as ownership over me, kind yeah. of like his property, and so. Um, the main reason I felt like I couldn't leave was because like he'd be he would threaten me. Mm -hmm. He'd be like, "Oh, I'll um, I'll hurt your family, your friends." And he would show up where I was at, and this was like closer, you know, more towards the end. In the beginning, it was just like little things, and then like one time we had um, I should have ran away then, but <laughs> we had broken up, and then he uh, 
he um he like you know like he started seeing somebody else and of course like I was like I couldn't handle that my ego or something just couldn't handle it and so I was like no let's get back together do this blah blah but um but like he's all I kind of known yeah. you know and then it was kind of like my escape from like my house and then it was just I don't know like um that, that I felt like that was my cue you know like I should have that was like God, like letting him leave. But I was young then, and I continued. And then the marriage was really kind of like it's me signing off myself to the devil almost. And I would say it, you know. Yeah. That's when I, that's what I would tell him. Like I think um, the next day after, like it got um, so we kind of eloped. You mm-hmm. know, it was like nobody knew. We just did it. Um, including your dad your yeah dad my dad know? didn't know girl so oh. yeah I definitely did it in secret um, I felt like I think I, sh- I knew deep down that I shouldn't have done it yeah. but because I was so stuck in this like almost like I don't know it was like a love hate relationship right that I felt like you know I wanted to be with him forever yeah. but at the same time like do I really like I don't think this is even Yeah. I don't know I, like it's like my rational side was like girl you're tripping get out but then my irrational side was like well i love him i want to be with him forever you know he's gonna get better if i stop doing certain things he'd you know he'd do this he'd do that but it never goes that way you know and so um my dad actually found out because um like whenever we went and got married he signed the paperwork like i was really nervous i thought i was gonna pass out i couldn't breathe and i was like okay like like I should like you know then I'm like damn like I really effed up yeah. <laughs> you know and so like, I'm sorry so <laughs> whenever okay. you got married you already felt that way like yes. you already felt that it was wrong yes but, but I continued on I was yeah. like I said crazy but you know my mind then it was just very irrational I was just going with the flow yeah. doing whatever um and then I think there was also the idea of marriage that yeah. I wanted you know yeah. And like um, we were into it so much, and it became like you know public on Facebook yeah. and stuff. Basically, you were pretty much happy having the title. Yes. But behind the title, it's not really a good yes, marriage. To exactly. Be with. Yeah. And it's also kind of like already now I think back, it's like embarrassing, right? Yeah. Because it's like you know like um like people already seen like what I'm going through or whatever. But then it's just like it's kind of like the stubbornness in me to kind of like no, this is gonna get better. Is this? Girl, I now that I really think back to it, like I really like I made so much mistakes. It, yeah. It's like you know I'm like whoa, like why did I even do that? Yeah. Like I'm smarter than that, you know. I like, um, but yeah. but I think when we put our feelings first, <laughs> our <laughs> everything else is, out is the irrelevant window. Yes. yeah we just mm-hmm. follow through with whatever however we mm-hmm. feel so it's just i, I agree you're just human mm-hmm. when you're um when you're young and then you kind of um there's this thing that my husband tells me right um he said that your brain it doesn't mature till like 26 mm-hmm. And so everything that you do before then is emotionally driven. Yeah. And so that's how you fall into like particular mistakes in life. And it usually involves another individual as well. And so, um, and I agree with it, you know, because like, you know, you're young, you think like, oh my God, it's the love of my life. Thinking it's going to be it. And then you don't want to deal with other people's problems as well because I'm like, well, someone, if I go with someone else, it might be another demon. You know, you can't, for some reason, you can't really foresee the future you know when you're younger i don't know what it is versus like when you're older you're like oh you can 
it's easier to make decisions. It's easier to um, plan out for the future. Some, you know, some people, right? But anyways, and so um, the police was called many, many times in that relationship. And it's because of domestic. Yes, yeah. definitely domestic. Um, there would be some that where I had called. Yeah. And there would be some where someone else is called. Really? Yeah. And um, it got so bad that, like, you know, I was, um, I had my friends for a support at the time. And so, like, you know, I would turn off my phone and then I would just, like, go hang out with him. And he would show up. He, like, he would literally pop up and then I would call the police. And then they were like, how does he know where you're at? You know, and I'm like, I don't know, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I really don't know. Like, seriously, I really didn't know. And um, and then, of course, they wouldn't believe me, but which makes sense, you know, like, because like, how is it that you didn't tell him where you're going, but somehow he still managed to. But he's he's just the type to kind of like drive around, kind of look for me, go to different cars like and then he um he was really good with vehicles. And so he would know like, OK, whose car is who like he's really good with that. It's weird. Yeah. And so, um, and so there was like many instances where like I had involved my friends, and of course they started kind of separating myself from uh, that. No, they kind of started separating themselves from me. Yeah. And um, is it because they didn't want to deal with that drama? Yeah, because it was a lot. And then I understand because you know I kept going back. Yeah. I kept going back, and then um, it it's just like I really now I'm talking about it. I'm like wrong with me you know and um and so you know i kept going back and it's kind of like um you know you go through your own things in life you don't want to deal with other people's stress yeah, yeah. and then you know you see how they're being treated you want to help you're helping but at the end of the day you cannot help someone that doesn't want to be helped yeah you know you can't um and at the time i don't think you know like i wanted help but at the same time i kept going back so obviously there was like something wrong with me right yeah and I should have seen a therapist then, but <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. um, so, uh, and so as we got older, it progressively got worse. Um, yeah. We started um, actually going physical fights. We'd have scars, bruises. Yes, oh it was bad. Gosh. Okay, so when the mm. cops were called, what happened after that? They just he would usually get arrested. He would get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. And then how long will he be in? Oh, not long. Because, of course, I would bail him out. You know? Yeah, he would call Damn. me. Yes, he would call me. And he would, like, you know, um, have, like, you know, like, oh, I'm so sorry, crying on the phone. Yeah. You know, that would never happen again. And so I'm like, okay. And so, of course, like, you know, I start feeling guilty. Yeah. You know, I start feeling guilty, like, oh, this is my fault that he's in that here. he's in there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's, um... It's that's why I say it's almost like a mental state, yeah. you know. I feel like with narcissists too, like they kind of make you feel that way mm -hmm. somehow. I don't know if they the way how they talk to you or the way how their demeanor is or yeah. something. Or it's kind of like a love bombing, yeah. right? So like they or love bomb you, yeah, love bomb, and then yeah. you have the the trauma bond. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So they love bomb you, and then you're like stuck in that um, the euphoria of love and it's just us it's just you know and you're young right you're young so it's just like it's, it's even more emphasized you don't have any other you know you don't have any other worries like children and stuff and then when you add in children it becomes even bigger but at the time all I had was you know the emotional state and then I um I wasn't happy in my home life mm -hmm. and so therefore I felt like the little bit of love that I could have gotten from him it was like a lot and and um 
And then in my mind, I was like, oh, disloyalty. But it wasn't, it was disloyalty within for myself, for you know, yeah. yeah. But, you know, but I didn't think of it that way. And then, so it becomes kind of like a self thing, right? Um, so, um, like, I wanted love and care or whatever. And I felt like I got that sometimes. And whenever I would piss him off or he would piss me off, that's when it would just go left. When it was good, it was really good. But when it was bad, it was horrible. Really bad, yeah. And so um, to kind of get stuck in that, it becomes a cycle. You know, um, like there would be some people, they'd be in a relationship. And then, you know, they'd say like, um, you know, like every couple have had arguments or whatever. And so, you know, most of the time they stay through that. You know, they don't just like, oh, okay, we break up because we had an argument. Um, you kind of stick through it. And so it kind of, it's kind of the same thing, except it's more, how do I put it? It's more um, bigger, right? Yeah. The fights are bigger. The arguments are bigger. Um, it becomes more physical. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. And so, I, I like, that's the best comparison that I could um, put it to towards, like, normal relationships. Because normal relationships, you argue, you don't cuss each other out. But you just yeah. be like, you know, you talk about it and then you get over it and you move on. And you stay together because you're able to move forward and then there was no disrespect. But in these the domestic relationships, it becomes very disrespectful, disruptive, um, huge, um, physical. You know, it becomes a full-on altercation because most of the time, um, you know, your feelings aren't really, like, regulated. You kind of, like, um, how do I put it? Like, I'm trying to remember back you know how I was thinking and he was just really irrational and, and he um he almost kind of provoked me yeah you know um there was a time we were at Walmart and he would like he he like we got into an argument and I would just kind of walk off and so he would walk up to me and he would twist my arm right he would twist my arm and we'll be at Walmart he'd be like close to me and then just like smiling around other people like it's just so crazy oh you know yeah girl and then I'm like this dude is crazy yeah. as hell and so um, so of course, I, um, people started seeing me as the irrational one, as the um, as the crazy one. I was the you know the instigator. I was the um, like I harassed him to some degree because that's how he made it appear. Yeah. Um, it got to a point where like everything he did, like I would just blow up because it was constantly like that. But whenever he was in public, he was really good with um controlling himself yeah. and making it seem like you know like um like that was my fault you know and then and we would go home and then we would fall like we'd be fighting we'd be in the car fighting and then um he was like um he's a type two he would take my wallet my phone um my keys and he would drop me off in the middle of the interstate and then just like leave oh my god yeah and so it in mean, the middle of the night we'll just you know we just got like we were fighting in the car just drop me off Middle of the interstate, but not like he could at least like leave me my phone, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But then it's like he wanted me to need him, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so he would like, and then he would drive around, and then you know, just to you... see. No, he'll wait, he'll wait a few minutes until, like, you know, like I guess I've learned my lesson, oh my you know. Gosh. And so, um, and uh, and then so by then I'm tired, I'm like, get in the car, and he'd be like, you done? And then, oh you know, God. yeah, like, you know, like I'm a child or something, but like, you know, like abusive parenting, yeah, and so, um. And so, of course, I'm still angry. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not done. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, you just, yeah. like, you just made me, like, walk the freaking interstate. Like, cars are driving. Take my shit. Yeah. And then, like, think it's okay. And so, um, and then other times, like, what he would do when it, when we were living together and married. 
he would um he would turn he would cut off the lights he would go in a breaker box turn off all the lights grab everything i would need to um to like get home to my dad you know like phone wallet anything of importance and literally like kind of like almost like lock me in the house and then i would like um i would like find out ways to kind of leave but then of course it's like you don't want to involve the neighbors because it's very embarrassing you know that i'm even going through this and it's just um like and um i kind of just sit there and i would just study because i was also in school was in college i would just study and then i'll just be so stressed out and he would all i felt like he would always stress me out whenever it's like like there's important events coming up like you know like i have like a test or something coming up and um um a lot of the stuff i kind of like forgot you know and i think that's like your mind kind of like helping you cope <laughs> you know yeah. it kind of protecting yes protects you from um from thinking all that trauma. stuff yeah the mm -hmm. trauma and um that way you can just move forward and then learn from it but we had girl we had so many police reports sometimes it'd be the same officers that would come out and they would just tell me like you know like why are you doing this to yourself or you know a lot of women they die um they don't leave they don't get to leave you know yeah. they um uh, they kind of get stuck in this relationship and then they um and then the other person like you know you never know how far they'll go but it was kind of like my arrogant thinking that you know like no he won't do that he won't ever go that far you know he won't because it, like i said it's kind of like um you know it, it's uh it's uh it's over time yeah. you know so it's it's like no he won't do that he's not someone that would do something like that but it eventually you know yeah. it became that way so you were with him for five five years five years um it was off and on we off fought on. a lot yeah. <laughs> in those five years let me see i think um the divorce got finalized in 20 20 let me see i have my daughter mm, i have my daughter your I'm daughter six, is 18. Um, so it finalized in um 2019 2019 yeah is he the father no no, no 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 okay um uh, um, so like I said it was like off and on you know and then um, and so like in between like we would you know stuff, like I really was trying to leave but then I kind of somehow just get stuck in the same cycle they would come around and I would still like fall victim into like into kind of like the loop right and it's I don't know how to explain it and then I, I would um I would say that, oh, I still love him or I still have feelings for him. And it almost romanticized the relationship and forget about the the um, the craziness that I dealt with. And so um, there was one time I started seeing somebody and he had, um, you know, we broke up, yeah. you know. Sorry, um, before okay. before you get onto that, mm -hmm. um, what made you, what was your breaking point to where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore and I just want to file for a divorce and just completely leave him so uh, i actually filed a divorce um so uh, when we were uh, married he started seeing um this girl she was in high school oh yes a high school girl and um that's when i realized like i just went ahead and go went through with a divorce i um but i uh i had the paperwork we were gonna do it um amicably you know um because supposedly like you know he had moved on all this but then like that's what he would say when she's around 
you know. But then whenever um, whenever he'd be like, okay, well, meet me here so I can sign the paperwork, he would just tear it up and then toss it. And he'd be like, I'll never, um, you'll never get to uh, divorce me, leave me, this and that. Like, you know, I own you. And so I'm just like, what the, f-? you know. Yeah. And, um, but then um, I started seeing someone in college. And then I ended up getting pregnant. And that was, like, my true breaking point. And then that's when I realized I keep falling in the cycle. I need to really stick to my guns and really leave. And so what I did was um, I posted everything on Facebook. You know, I posted all the pictures, the videos, the um, the screenshots. Because he would, like, when I say he was crazy, he was real crazy. Um, Like, you know, like, he would, like, message me. And he'd be like, I love you so much. I miss you. And I'm like, you're a you know, you're this, you're that, you ain't ish, you're a hoe, you're a slut, you're this, and blah, blah, blah. when I see you, and then you better not be with another guy, or else I'll kill both of y'all, blah, 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 and then, um, like, real, like, you know, and it was just, I wouldn't even respond, it would just be him talking yeah, to himself, to almost, and then, so I posted everything, I took screenshots, everything, and then, kind of went viral, right, yeah. it had, like, over 2,000 shares, and that's when, um, a detective reached out to me, and was like, I can help you. Wow. And so I was like, okay. And, um, <laughs> excuse me. And so um, she uh, she kind of, um, you know, like planned, helped me plan everything out so that I could get out of it. And, um, but yeah. Um, can you go into detail on how she were able to help you? Yeah. So uh, we met up, right? She's a, she worked with Shreveport PD. She's actually my husband's coworker now. Okay. Yeah. And so it's amazing. But anyway, so um, she, uh, she contacted me through Facebook messenger and um, the DA's office also contacted me okay. and um, they had me like on um, kind of like a protection program. Right. And so they let me stay at a hotel and it kind of, um, they, they told me to kind of like keep, engaging and so they got um I, I want to say but then I don't want the um I don't want uh like if anyone sees the video like I don't want the abuser to know how they're doing it you oh, know what I'm saying yeah. but yeah. it's like like you know they, they tracked him down yeah you know and then they um they went and arrested him but um they had to go through like you know of course all of the files all the paperwork all the police reports I've made to really build a case against mm-hmm. him and I felt like that was, it was, it became bigger because it went viral and I had attached, you know, like, and then I felt like, how did I put it? Like whenever, um, you know, like, uh, police, uh, the police deals with, um, with women that has been through, um, domestic or whatever. I, I feel like <laughs> to some degree, I feel like these women need to be, some may need to be institutionalized, but some need like therapy. You know, because what happens is it's like it happens every single time. And this is why I wish like my husband was here so he can talk about it. But um, most of the time women drop these charges, you know, and then for many reasons. My my reason was I felt guilty. You know, I felt bad. I felt guilty. I felt like, you know, if um, if it wasn't for me, he would have done that and that. I've, you know, ruined his life. And it's almost like, you know, it just cycles in my mind. And I'm like, you know, whatever. I'll just bail him out. I just I'll just stop talking to him, of course. It doesn't happen because he reaches out to me. Yeah. And so, um, so I feel like what should happen is that, you know, like whenever these, um, the, uh, these abusers, they, you know, get arrested, um, the, um, the, the victim should be, be at the same time, not get arrested per se, but they should be mandated 
to see a therapist of some degree and, you know, have them understand like, you know, this is normal. What you're feeling is normal, you know, and that um, this doesn't mean that you get back with them. This is like, you know, this is just, you know, accept those feelings, move forward, be strong, have better, you know, have stronger will and then learn from this. But, you know, like some um, narcissists are even worse where they like, you know, they would plot against these women like as soon as they go get out of jail and become they, they go as far as, you know, killing them. But I have not ever, you know, um, in my mind, I didn't think I was um, in danger of that until later on. You know, um, so I started seeing someone and then he um, he got upset. So um, I went to go. Uh, I said, I don't know how he found me. Um, now that I think about it, um, I think uh, he had a um, a tracker on my phone. Like so with AT&T, um, you can um, without even knowing. Right. But if you're in the same line with someone, you can track their location. And so we were in the same line. And so I think that's how he was able to find my location. And, but it, it wouldn't pinpoint exactly where. It would kind of be like around the area. Yeah. And then he would just drive around. And so at the time I was seeing this guy and I went to go see him at work. And he kind of just like um, picked me up. Like he popped up, right? And like grabbed me, took me in a car. And then um, he took me to like Sligo. It's kind of like way out in the country. He had a friend over there that had a... Um, a car shop or whatever he would work on but it's like way out in the country way out of nowhere and then i mean like and just started going ham on me you know try to get out the car try to, and then he would just grab me back down push me down and then so of course i you know eventually i got tired like i was like fighting because i just felt something about this just felt different you know because he was like even more aggressive than usual more like like you know like oh my god like what is he about to do and so he took me there and then like he hit me you know, hit me and just kept hitting me. And so I would fight back and I could only do so much. And then we were like by the car and then he had like strangled me and then like literally lifted me up with my neck. And I just thought I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I couldn't get away. And I was like trying to pull his hand off of me. And then like when he put me back, like finally put me back down, I was just like, you know, like falling or whatever. Cause I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know. Like, like this is it for real. And then he, you know, um, and he dragged me kind of to where his friend's workshop is at. And there was like two guys and there's two friends and they just watched all this happen. Like, oh, y'all need to take this somewhere else. And then so I had grabbed a chair to like hit him with it. Cause I'm like, you know, like, bro, like I am fighting for my life right now. He pulled my hair and like literally just like beating me down in front of these people. Oh my God. And, um, and like I had experienced like every form of abuse in that relationship, like literally every form, you know? And, um, and that's what I told a DA because, you know, it's, it's what I've experienced. And like, and then there were, there were times where he would like try to run me off the road, you know, it is the times like whenever, like, um, cause we weren't together the full five years, you yeah. know, I had moved out, stayed with my dad. It like, it was just, we we're just off and on those five years is whenever, like, you know, we were still, um, portion of it, we're still legally married, yeah. but because we were legally married, you know, it, like he could have done, he did stuff that he was like kind of allowed to because um, Louisiana has this thing of like um, public property, you know? So like he would go and mess with my car. He would take it. He would, you know? And so of course um, I felt like I had no help. And so I took it upon my hands to kind of retaliate, which I shouldn't have, but um, it just made it even bigger. But you know, at the time you don't really think about that. You kind of just like, try to find ways to kind of fight it um and then 
it's almost as if like, you know, I wondered like, what's wrong with me? You know, like, why do I keep falling to the same bull crap and keep doing the same thing? Because I'm not like, I didn't feel like I was stupid. I didn't think I was like, you know, but I was just so stuck in this relationship, almost like this cycle of abuse and being the, because to some point I was also became the abuser, you know, um, I was with him all the time. So, um, kind of like, you know, how do I put it? You know, you, you kind of become your abuser, right? And so, I, like I said, some people it's different, but for me, that's how it was. And it kind of became him almost. And um, I would like retaliate and do the same thing as he was, but I would always lose. I wasn't, you know, like I wasn't big enough or strong enough to fight him off. And then like, I would just like um, get back into it. But yeah, so Miss Holmes, I yeah. could go back to the story. But yeah, Miss Holmes did help me, and then um, he he got arrested. Mm -hmm. He's pregnant with my daughter. Um, and then his family started reaching out. Um, his family reached out and was like, you know, um, asked me if I could help them drop the charges, um, because he he was gonna be there for a long time. Yeah, and um, and you know, I I started feeling guilty. And then I was pregnant, emotional, um, and I was just like, what should I do? You know, is this the right thing to do? I had to really pray about it. So I went to go see him. I really wasn't, they weren't even supposed to let me go see him. But somehow, CCC had let me, like, go through and go see him. We had to talk. And then and then um, I felt like this was me, um, my closure. Yeah. You know, and obviously it was not my closure. It was still me kind of like letting him think that there's still a possibility of him grabbing a hold of me but in my mind I was just like you know it is my closure it is my like immature thinking just like you know like almost like you know like too I was too naive yeah. you know and so I had my daughter and um he you know he finally just kind of stopped but at the same time he didn't like he would like I started dating someone new at the time this it wasn't my husband and um and he would still like find ways to kind of um harass me and then mind you one time he followed us home and literally just stayed out there in the parking lot just sitting and I'm just like what the? you know like I, I stopped talking to him completely I blocked his whole family but he was still, you know, like, I guess he was just trying to find ways and how he could really hurt me. Mm -hmm. And so th this was the end of it. Um, um, this was the catalyst of it, which um, then I was so stressed out about. But now it's like my freedom. Right. So one time this is the very, very end he had. Um, so he went and got a, um, a notary and he did a. Uh, what is this called? Like um, a power of attorney. Mm -hmm. He forged my signature. Yes. He forged my signature and got a power of attorney and then um, switched the titles to my car and to his name. And like, I mean, like I had did girl, <laughs> I had did my research and everything. I, um, you know, this is how I was able to find out because I'm like, what the hell? I woke up when they came out, my car was gone. And then there's a random number that texted me with a video of the car and then him playing music and it driving it away with it and then so i'm like you know and so it became like a huge facebook thing of course his family was defending him you know how can he steal someone thing that's his blah 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 and i'm like what yeah. are you talking about cars titles under my name and he posts 
this title with his name on it, like huge drama, like BS. And I'm like, what the hell? And so I went to the DMV, asked what happened. And so they showed me the title, you know, and they showed me the exchange, um, title exchange. And I was like, that's not my signature. And then they were like, so they pulled out my other stuff, you know, and they're like, oh crap, there really isn't your signature. And so I snuck a picture because they said they couldn't give me an information, yeah. any information on it or whatever, unless it was um, taken by the police. And so I snuck a picture. I found, um, I was able to find out which notary did it. I mean, did, you know, full on went and even went to the title express place that did, um, that, you know, that helped him change the title over. And I just asked more questions and I had all of this ready for the um, detective but only for him to tell me that he couldn't dabble into it because we were married. And then when I purchased the vehicle, um, we were still legally married and um, it becomes public property. And he just didn't want to risk his job over that. And so I was just like, what? Are you serious? Like, this is my car. Just always, you know, go around, go to work, yeah. this and that. And so, you know, but thankfully, thank God, I was able to get another car. But after that incident, I have not ever heard from him. I have not like nothing. And so it was just like, you know, it was like, I guess his last expression of like, I don't know what the hell, like ownership that he has some sort of um, power over me. But like, I really thank God, you know, now that like that has happened because my life has been so quiet and so peace. And, uh, you know, I had met my husband later on and it's just like, it's such a different relationship that I just realized like, man, like, you know, I had really settled for crap then and um, and all and, you know, because like I didn't love myself, you know, I didn't like really truly cared for myself, even though I had aspirations and wanted better for myself. I didn't truly love Chin Chin. I didn't truly um, cared about Chin Chin and how she felt. It was always like, you know, how, you know, like about everybody else or like, you know, like emotion driven. It was never just like that really wasn't good for me I shouldn't have done that or you know do this and like just making better decisions I just did not do that when I was younger and it was just um I wouldn't blame him 100% on it because it was um it was a two-way thing you know um some people it's just is one way where like you know the person just beats on him all the time but for me it was two it was um both of us and then um to some degree I was also the aggressor I was also fighting back and so, you know, um, so his family would be like, oh, no, nah, you know, that was her, it's her too, it's this and that. And, but because of, like, that didn't make it okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, what he, at the end of the day, he's bigger than me. You know, there should have been like a, you know, like, there should have been a point to where like, like, what are you doing? You know, like, why are you with him? He doesn't love you. That's not love. That's not, you know, that's not care. No matter what he says, he that's like control ownership that's like man you know and there were plenty of times that like that I had tried to leave but I felt like I couldn't um like at all he would um he uh, there was a time where he actually like kidnapped me you know I was uh, leaving school oh yeah I was at uh, LSUS um and then there's there usually have these boxes to call the police in but I was too far from me he drove around right literally grabbed me grabbed me from the school ground my keys and everything and then um someone had called the police and so he dropped me off but still took my keys you know like literally like threw me out the car still grabbed my car keys so that I still would have no way you know 
And then, like, and then they had to tell him, like, you know, if you don't bring these back, we'll press charges against him. So, of course, he would bring it back. Like, little stuff like that. Like, it would just be petty things that he would try to get away with. Excuse me. And then, and then, like, you know, sometimes, like, you know, like, there'd be times, like, you know, like, whenever he would, like, try to run me off the road. And then I had taken a video with some. But then they'd be like, oh, there's tent on there. Um, we can't be 100% sure it's him. It could be someone driving his vehicle. Like, little stuff that he could, like, it was just so sneaky yeah. that he would get away with. And then I would just felt so hopeless, you know, like, um, to a point where, like, dang, like, you know, the police isn't helping me. You know, and, and now, you know, my husband, being an officer, um, I kind of understand because he explains things, you know, like, to where it's like, you know, if we took it to court, I really have to, um, the officer had to really sit there and explain to the judge, you know, make sure that it is him. Otherwise, it will be on them. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I understand. But at the same time, it's like when you're going through these things, it's hard to really understand from the point of view. It's kind of like, you know, like, why is this always happening to me? And then it's almost a point where like, dang, it might just be easier if I stayed with him. Um, My advice would be seek a therapist, right? Because um, sometimes uh, I don't think people really see that they're in an abusive relationship until it becomes really physical so i think um it's really important i think everybody should see a therapist because there's there's still some sort of trauma anywhere in their lives so i think they should really see a therapist and then tell their therapist the truth what's really going on because sometimes you need that professional um um you know a knowledge to uh, tell you you know someone someone professional to tell you that hey um yeah, that sounds like, you know, the beginning of a domestic, <laughs> you know, because yeah. like um, sometimes family and friends are not the right person. Um, they're not the right people to tell you um, because I don't know what it is. It's kind of like stubbornness, yeah. I guess. Kind of like, um, you know, like your mom can tell you something over and over again and you're like, oh, you know, mom don't know yeah. this and that. But she do know, you yeah. know, definitely my dad definitely knew, you know. But for some reason, I just couldn't take heed to his advice. I just kind of wanted to go against it. So definitely seek a therapist. And then slowly leave, right? It's going to take time. Some people, unless it's really severe, you got to, like, go. go. You know, yeah. call the police. Find all your resources. Um, there, there are resources. You know, it doesn't seem like it, but there really are. There is help. And start all the way over. Like, you know forget the oh i don't have any money i don't have anywhere to go where are my kids gonna go forget all that that's you know that's would you rather be in a place where you vent like you know where you're unhappy and then possibly getting killed not just you but also your children versus like you know like being um dependent on someone for the time being you know um some people they don't have anybody don't have any family but there are resources out there there's um there's cat uh what's I forgot the name um project celebration okay yes project celebration and um find like um go call the police call the police keep calling the police and find someone that is willing to help you not you know if you feel like you know this officer isn't giving you the resources you need to find ask them for another one you can request that you know and then you can go to sheriff's office you can even get someone to come in and help you grab your things. And for some people, they might need to do it secretly, need to put money aside, yeah. save up and go far away as possible. Don't be, you know, like people are scared of starting over, 
but sometimes you need to because right now you don't see how bright your life is it's okay. you don't see how bright your life is like after this you know you're kind of just like i don't know how i'm gonna do this i don't know how i'm gonna do that you're worried about the wrong thing it's it's kind of like whenever you leave it's just your mind just clears because you're not in a stressful environment you know you're not in a fight or flight you're kind of just now this is where this is the steps that you take to um know what's next so the first thing is seek therapy um leave yeah find like you know whatever works for you um even if you need to talk to your therapist i'm trying to figure out how to leave leave you know opening up a new bank account a hidden one and have it to where they don't even send you mail like you know mail or notifications on the money you have in there like you know little things like that because i promise you you know it does not get better it only gets worse abuse is like it's almost like a pandora's box whenever you open it like some people it might seep slowly but eventually it will poison you you know it's gonna poison you and then um it might kill you or it might change you as an individual and and to me i felt like i was not you know like the person i was then wasn't even who i am and it became me you know because i've gone through it for so long i was you know dealing with stuff those things and it's just like i was so mean i was like man I like the stuff that i would say back to other people because it almost i don't like um I, I started messaging like women or whatever you know thinking like you know kind of like made it their fault to some yeah. degree that you know yeah. when it's his he was the problem he was the problem he was the issue and i need to get the, away from him yeah. you know but it was like i didn't want to at the same time i did it was like i was troubled by those things and then i was like okay if i leave he's um gonna do this gonna do that forget all that let him do it call the police every single time stop worrying about you know the what ifs and just go and then you need the emotional support mm -hmm. so friends family you know you really need your people there with you to really um help you remember like why you're leaving um really make you feel like you know um you have that support outside of that and i mean that's just really my main advice because like over time people get stuck in this thought of like oh i love him so much or i love her so much you know i um i'm never gonna find a relationship like this or or um you know he's really rich he's taking care of me or um he's a father of my children you know how about my child like all of that is irrelevant you know there will be someone that will take care of children and will be there for you as well as emotional support that you need and um why rely like sometimes it doesn't have to be the biological parent you know not all biological parents are really the best parents yeah. just because they had you does not mean they're that the best for you. yes they're best for you and you have as a mom you have to make that decision for your children and let's say okay great he's an amazing parent or she's an amazing mom but he, they're just trash to you you can find ways around that yeah. but they don't have you don't have to be together to do it you know and then it's like they kind of get find comfort in that and you can't you have to love yourself enough to be strong and just know i'm not dealing with this I'm done. 
you know, and find ways to leave. And like I said, if it's severe, find a way to call the police. If someone mocks you, find another person. You know what I'm saying? You need to find someone. There is someone that is willing to help, that will listen, that will take the initiative, that will go above and beyond to make sure that that person is gone, you know, that won't ever do that to you again. Because I have, you know, I um, I actually spoke at this. Um, it was a an event. It was a DV event that um, my therapist had hosted. I saw that, yeah. 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 And... Um, uh, so there was another lady that was in there and it kind of, um, how do I put it, uh, I felt so bad because, you know, like the, um, what she had went through, it's like she had no choice but to like be in there. And it was like he had almost like tore her down so much that like, you know, that she felt like, you know, like, like that she literally had to find help at, um, she was at Walmart. Yeah. actually she went to the she said she told him she was gonna go to the nearest bathroom and just found a like officer that was just happened to be in there and then that's when um he got arrested or whatever but you know like there are some people that like you know they like they're not as they're not in a better i wouldn't say i was in a better position but like yeah. they're not the same position as i was there i was able to just take myself out because i was also the problem you know so but um, the financial thing, it's like, I mean, you know, money is a root of all evil. <laughs> yes. And so um, sometimes you might have to just be to uh, um, financially struggle for a little bit and find make your own money eventually. You know, find out what you're good at and then make money doing that instead of like relying on another individual that's abusing you but giving you these things. Um, what's the point of having materialistic things whenever you're getting physically abused, emotionally abused, mentally abused, you know, verbally abused over it? It's not it's not worth it. No diamond, no ring, no bag, no car, nothing will ever amount more to your life. You know what I'm saying? And then what and then that's what I mean by you really have to love yourself. You know, you really have to love yourself to put more value onto yourself more than like these materialistic things you know and it's like um you really have to really love yourself to know that you know if i am watered and i grow it's the same thing for my children yeah. you know i will be a better mom i can be there more for them and to to be in that if that if you need to leave then that's what you need to do you know and you it's just like there's there is light at the end of the tunnel yeah. you will find love again there's billions of people in the world you know you will find a soulmate you'll find another relationship you'll love again you know we are not just like oh one hit wonders like oh this is the person this is gonna be it for you know of course that's the that's the goal but if you had made, make it made a mistake it's okay learn from it move on talk about it to people because you know some people some people might need that push and sometimes they might need to hear your story yes. and I never, you know, like I was, you know, I had my daughter, I had a single mom. I never would have thought that I would, you know, get remarried, fall in love again, be in a, you know, healthy relationship, open a nail salon, you know, um, like be a business owner, really like, you know, help. Like I never would have thought that when I was 16, you know, when I was like dealing with 17, 18, yeah. never would have thought that, you know, 
I was still trying to figure out my life then and never would have thought like, oh, if I can just get out of this and learn from this and really, you know, um, push on, then my life would be a lot better, you know? And it's like, it's it, all these things are momentary. And then sometimes you have, even though it doesn't seem like it, you have a choice. You always, always, always have a choice. Um, and pray, you know, at the end of the day, God is really, he's powerful and strong. He will heal you. And it's, um, there, there's some non-believers, you know, I get that. And it's like, you know, I, I really, it's almost like I feel bad because yeah. it's like, it's like, man, like, you know, you're missing out on God's love yeah, and like, his what he, yes, his gift, what he's able to do for you. You know, you're letting other people you're letting other people's um, way g be a hindrance to your relationship with God. This God is different. He's not these people. You know what I'm saying? He's not the church. He's not the Christians. He's not, you know, he's, it's, he, God is himself. And in what he's able to do for you in your life, like, like it gives you more hope, you know? And sometimes that's what you need is hope and faith that it will get better instead of these, um, Instead of making decisions for yourself, you know, you need you need to just have hope and faith that you will get better. Uh, he'll get me out of this. He will help me. He will guide me, you know, through people, through choices, through um, life. Really move on. Yeah. Um, seek help, therapy, whatever help you feel like you need, seek it. Don't ever feel like you are... Um, a burden to anybody if they say you're not then take that and build yourself up you know because you know you need that you, the, you need that moment and time where like you're helping kind of like loving yourself building yourself up again and, and it, i know it's harder with kids but i really had to you know do that for myself yeah and that's how i was able to start making better decisions in my actual relationship in the future and I just want them to um, feel like they're not alone. You know, it's like, um, I think, man, Louisiana really ranked high on um, uh, DV yeah. victims. I think, like, we were um, the third. I've been getting, since I posted Adam on Start mm -hmm. This podcast and everything, I have tons of women in my inbox. But <clears throat> since I only film, you know, certain days and stuff because mm -hmm. I work, it's just so sad. And then, you know, I would ask them, can you give me like a little brief, you know, story? And it's mm -hmm. just, it just, it breaks my heart. Like people will hear your story and mostly while you're, while you're in it, while you're in thick of it and they'll kind of get tired, you know, they're kind of like, um, like, well, I mean, she's still doing it. She's still dealing with it. So you just, you know, find the people that still supports you, that will help yeah, you. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Because it's like whenever you start seeing people kind of um, give up, you kind of subconsciously give up give also. Up yourself, yeah. yeah. You're like, well, I mean, you know, they don't care. Nobody else cares. So, I mean, I guess it's not that bad. It is. It is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is yeah. that bad. So, um, yeah. but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming here and telling us your, your story. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I really do appreciate it. Yes. <laughs>